welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. In a brand new challenge that is bound to become a new standard, the queens got to show off three fugly looks as they raced against the clock. But who was successful and who got beat by the clock? It's time to chat all things Drag Race UK3. And joining me are two people who are the complete opposite of fugly, Amanda Pork and Amanda Massacre. Hello, hello, hello. No, good evening. <laughs> hello. Um, so listeners, here, here's what it's going to be. Um, we are making block talk history right now as i said on the canada's drag race podcast i just tell people to pick an episode number and they pick the number and it just happens i did not plan to have amanda massacre twice this week and i was like you know what let's have her three times let's do the trifecta you are the first person in block talk history to do every single drag recap in one week work oh my god that's really funny i'm so proud thank what you, do you will this ever happen again probably not no, no. I, I, lightning <laughs> doesn't strike twice but you know what we're here we're happy and you know what? it's amanda sandwich here mm, delicious porky now, i i know the two of you have a special relationship via the social medias um where you you talk about um ratatouille <laughs> yeah what of it what of um, it? What about you call, it? You call each other stinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So the two of you are going to be fun content tonight, aren't you? Yes. Oh, we'll, oh. we'll see. All right. Well, let's discuss Drag Race UK three. Um, we're nearing the end, and yet it feels like it's not the end yet. Like, who's gonna? What? What are we doing here? Why? Why does the season feel weird? Yeah, it does feel really weird. I think, you know, it doesn't happen very often that someone has an injury, goes home, and, you know, a lot of people were kind of thrown up in the air with Victoria's elimination in the sense that she wasn't immediately invited back, which, you know, kind of caused a little bit of, like, franticness. Um, And also with just, like, the way that... I feel like her presence was kind of like an anchor in the competition. It kind of feels like, you know, all these like kind of basic white performers who do the same thing. Um, It just feels very like, like she was supposed to be there until the end kind of uh, yeah, based on casting. Um, So you know, after Teresa left, it's been like, what am I even like watching this for? Kitty's great. I feel like in their own right, they're each very, you know, unique and individual in their own sense. But when you kind of put them together in a cast setting, like this top five, I'm just kind of like, they're like, it's kind of weird to watch. I agree. Um, 
yeah, you took away some of the more likable people on the show. Like actually the people, like I was tuning in every week for Teresa and you eliminated her like, fuck this show. <laughs> Just like, you know, and then you watch it, you're like, oh, you know, only vanities left. And yes. And the rest of it is just like these white bitches that I'm just like, Oh, whatever, like cool crown one of them, let it all be over and, you know, bring me a new season. Cause you know, it's coming. So. That's true. I mean, I believe uh, casting ends tomorrow for season four. So they'll be filming soon. Yeah. Well, let's dive into it. Whew, it was a shocking double elimination and it was intense. So what do we think of the lip sync? They were gooped, they were gagged, and they all agree. And I said it last week, it was when Teresa put on a new wig that it was the kiss of death for her. As Crystal says, she wants to personally apologize on behalf of River and Teresa for their awful performances. And I can't wait for River and Teresa to see her say that. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Mean little like. bitch. Also, stream My Pussy is Like a Peach by Teresa May. Now available on Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Yes. It's so stupid. I love it. It's such a good song. And the music video is very cool. So good. So good. Well, Ella is sad to see them both go, but she won Snatch Game and she never imagined that to happen. They didn't see her being funny, so she's feeling a little smug. Kitty notes that Rue said to River, step your pussy up or you're out, and it came true. Vanity is sick and tired of being safe. Story of Kitty's life. She was so close to the bad, she could taste it. Every time she's gotten uh, been on stage, she's gotten lovely critiques. So why no badge, Vanity asks? You tell me, my sweet. I just love that Kitty is able to take the shade from other people and just turn it into a little positive, fun moment. Yeah. I mean, she's still there. So she's it's obviously true. doing something right. So you guys really can't be true. You got to keep your head down and stay focused. And there's honestly nothing wrong. I mean, she's still playing the game. She's still mm-hmm. there. So who, like, okay, fine. She doesn't have any badges yet. But again, like, tons of people have also made it to the top True. without having won anything. So it doesn't really matter. Scarlett notes that making Rue laugh is really big thing in this competition. She thinks her and Kitty did that. Oh, and Ella, you just won. So that's, like, great for you. Ooh. Crystal says as she strokes her hair, make them laugh, won't make you last. And Scarlett says, well, you never know because there's never been a boring fucker who's won this show. She's not wrong, though. Actually, there is one boring fucker, um, but we don't really talk about them anymore. Oh. (laughs) Season two. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, anyway. Ella surprised Scarlett by winning Snatch Game. And Ella is like, you're saying I'm not funny, but I literally just won the comedy challenge. You say I don't have a personality, and Scarlett is like, I don't think you have a personality. And like, y'all say I can only make Rue laugh, and that's all I got. But everyone has one talent, and that's that's hers. And Ella is like, I'd like to think I've shown more than one single talent. And Scarlett's like, I didn't say that. That was Vanity. Has Vanity made this into merch yet? I don't think so, but it. Yeah. What is she waiting for? It should have been uh, as soon as she left Drag Race. She should have been on that. Mm Hmm. Amanda and Amanda, may I ask you both, what is your one single talent? Um, honestly, like sharding. <laughs> okay, sharding for Amanda Pork. Amanda Masker, what about you? I was gonna say dizzily pooping. Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> Must be Amanda thing, right? Yes. 
gotcha. Yeah, okay. Well, the shade is coming out and the crown is in licking distance. I like to think when Scarlett was sticking her tongue out, it was especially for me. Um, I did get a text from Amanda Masker when that moment happened because we all know I was very turned on, clearly. I said, press oh. yourself against the TV, honey. Just press yourself. Uh, <laughs> um, Ella won the girl group and the Snatch Game. Are we going to still sleep on her? Who's laughing now? Who's coming next? Aside from a good old-fashioned little slap fest. Um, we, we, do we enjoy that little little titty slap contest and throwing the titties in the air? Do, do you play with your titties? Um, no. No? No. But All the I, time. I, I <laughs> All the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, next day, top five in the house. It's a new day in the workroom, and I'm not going to lie, Scarlett gave me a little bit of a uh, chub with the glasses and the button down and the cute blonde hair. And if you're telling me Scarlett is looking very much like a certain blonde boy who still gives me PTSD, you are absolutely 100% right. I was so triggered. I was like, yeah, that's him, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Scary. It was. It really was. It was very scary. Canceled. Too bad I have a new crush that probably won't be my crush for much longer because it's not going to work out. But it happens. Okay. There's nothing wrong with a little two week crush. Yeah. No, it's okay. Ella, anyway, Ella shows them all her left pedicle, which has two badges. Ill. Because um, then um, Crystal's about to suckle the teat. And I was like, this is just really uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she says, who needs pad badges when she's got the fucking crown? Kitty is pissed off because she thought she won the Snatch Game, so she needs to push Ella down a flight of stairs at this point. Can I just say, the editing here was so good. I love that sound cue of a distant scream. That was funny. Mm -hmm. So good. Kitty is going to cause some shit and ask Vanity if she has another synthetic wig lined up for them, again, to use. Shade. And Ella is sure she's seen Kitty in some synthetic wigs, just saying. Vanity says that Scarlet did have a lime green wig on last week. And yes, there was a slight slip up where she almost said yesterday, feeding into those filming rumors. Is this filmed in 10 days? Is it not? I don't know. Mm. It feels like it. We'll find out. I, I, at the end of the season, I will definitely ask Kitty and be like, off the record. What do you do? And I'll tell no one. <laughs> I will tell no one. Okay, Rue arrives and tells them that they could take years honing in their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, but no one has time for that. So for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be serving three looks in the Miss Fugly Beauty pageant. Rue laughs as she says that Fugly stands for, friend, you've got to love yourself. What? <laughs> I know, it's, we're, we're, it's, we're reaching, but we're reaching. <laughs> What? Why? Who who came up with this? What poor producer was like, this is brilliant. Let's let's take back the word fugly and make it positive. Probably her. <laughs> so embarrassing, right? It was very embarrassing. She said, everybody say love afterwards. It's like, why? why? Did you really know it? Sometimes they, they think of these challenges and I'm like, you guys really are like, this is how you know you're running out of ideas. Read the room, so many people. Drag race franchise you can come up with, like add another country, but then you got to think about more challenges and you're like, mm, better not. Yeah, I can't wait to see like the challenges for drag race Lithuania. 
I hear Drag Race Kazakhstan is going to be really good. <laughs> oh my God, B- Borat host. <laughs> All right. Well, for the first time in Drag Race history, they will be racing against the clock, which means they won't know the categories until the moment before the runway presentation. Dragula, you are shaking and quaking. No more fake outs for that show because it's just not going to work. Drag Race is literally making them do this. Um, have you both done this kind of quick drag before now amanda pork we know you do because you oversleep all the fucking time and have to put a face on in what 20 minutes 30 minutes yeah the lie lie literally looked over at me and he was like so just you're every day i was like yeah yeah, pretty much amanda masker how about you i mean that's like a really fucking cruel challenge i when when i do fun it was fun, but I was like triggered because the last thing I would want is like that kind of pressure. Like when I do get into drag, it, it's a nice process. Again, yeah. it's like, okay, I give myself ample time. I don't make plans beforehand. I, you know, I try to really pad myself so I can do the best. And, you know, you listen to an album or two and like really, you know, again, I don't want to stress about it or forget anything. Um, but then to think about it, to narrow it down like that. Oh, no. Because I know I'm going to walk out without a lash, without, I definitely sure shit would not glue down my eyebrows. Like I, <laughs> read me for that. I mean. Listen, yeah. if you are geometric, this, this challenge is easy peasy for you. Oh my God. Yeah. If you're just, if you're not doing any of that, then forget it. Amazing. Oh yeah. Oof, yeah. Well, no. Category one is fugly swimwear and they have 69 minutes on the clock. How are they going to get in full drag in 69 minutes? Tick tock, tick tock. Now, before we dive into this portion, I will tell you all that the format of this recap will be different than any before because we are not going to lump all the runways together. We will go in order and honor the breaks of their action. So Mm -hmm. just so you know, we'll we'll put the judges' critiques for each specific look with the look as we discuss them. Um, Second, you were telling me that the Queens had 69 minutes and the Glam Squad got Rue ready in the exact amount of time. Bullshit, Vivian! bullshit yeah like seriously how did that happen that was not i I mean definitely rue was ready somewhere for hours just hiding out no no, because that can't logically be possible based on this timeline they had 69 minutes and then they were out on the main stage unless they made them sit there for like an hour that's what What i'm saying i feel like that's probably what happened there's no maybe it wasn't 69 minutes (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's the conspiracy theory that I'm starting here. Someone is going to tell me the tea in a couple of years, but I do not believe RuPaul got ready in 69 minutes. No fucking way. No. Mm -mm. I was thinking that too. All right. Let's talk about the fugly swimwear prep. The 69 minutes starts and it is a frenzy. The girls start pulling their looks, prepping their face, and Crystal is thinking she's going to look filthy. Somehow, as they're racing against the clock, they have the bandwidth to have a discussion of what it's like being trolled online. Yeah, we have 69 minutes. Let's talk about having being trolled. Let's have a deep kiki. Great idea. Wow. How do they have time and the, the emotional capacity to do that? Right. How do you make television right now? I just, I think they lied to us personally because I just, I think about my own process and like, there's no way, like I always... 
even people who like do their makeup live, like, I don't understand you guys. There's no way I can possibly focus. And mind you, I'm blind as a bat anyway, when I take my glasses off. So like, how could I actually chat with people, read what they're saying, do the thing? Like, I don't know. Well, I so wait, 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 wait. Did, didn't you, didn't you learn from OCN that if you're blind, you just use your face as a roadmap? <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> But it's like, it just didn't make sense. Like, and then again, you take a break and you talk about things like there's no time to talk. I'm not right. talking to anybody. I'm here by myself. And like the most I have to deal with is Wednesday bringing me a toy and me saying, no, <laughs> no, honey, I'm not playing right now. Mommy's busy, you know? It's true. Well, Crystal says they all have been tro- trolled and Vanity's like, nah, not me. Okay, Miss Perfect, bullshit. Um, Ella shares that she gets messages like, I want to lick your big juicy ass. So she sends them pictures of her padding and says, good luck. I need to go on record just for everyone to know and say that I have not sent anything inappropriate to Scarlet Harlot. I love her and I have not sent anything inappropriate. So y'all haters back off. I respect our future uh, romance. (laughs) On record, officially. Uh, Yeah. Now, do you think Ella is regretting that statement? Because how many people do you think slid into those DMs the second that line was aired? Yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> but I have boundaries. A lot of people don't have those. It's the team. Well, Kitty has not been affected by comments. Maybe it should, but it doesn't. Growing up for her was being the bigger child. She has big shoulders and big legs, and she loves it. Doing drag has made her love it more. What an incredible role model she is. She's really amazing. I like her. Um, I like it. I think this was a really important conversation to have, and it sucks that we had to have it in this moment because there really wasn't time to go further and discuss like this discussion of body image because we never really hear it and from a positive light. And that's what happens when you rush it into sixty-nine minutes. That's true. She shows says, you what to prioritize. Exactly. Well, she says she's got a juicy body that everyone loves and she feels like a million dollars. She's body confident and has never been told she's bigger and less worth. Anybody can be who they want. And that's the beauty of drag race. Though she tells some of them that they should stop doing drag because she's a lot better than them all. And again, this is how Kitty works. She is able to make a a serious moment funny. Love her. Scarlett was going to say the biggest part of her was her heart, but she now takes it back after she was just told stop doing drag. But <laughs> Crystal says she feels more confident in drag. As a boy, she takes what she doesn't like as a boy into her drag. It lights something up. She doesn't see Luke. She sees Crystal. It's the transformation. She's been oh, empowered by being the curvy woman. For her, it's not a big deal because she's never been sexual with anyone. She has never had sex. Stop the pressures. This is the bombshell news. Alert everyone. Crystal Versace is a virgin. If you told me Scarlett was the virgin of the group, I'd believe you and hop in a plane to the UK and help her out. But Crystal, I was shocked. She's also 19. And, you know, you never know with like, you know. Okay. Okay, fair. You know, I, I personally didn't even like clock that I was gay until i was like 17 so it makes sense <clears throat> especially if she's um, so, especially if she's so focused on like her craft and stuff you know and work absolutely yeah and everybody's different you know at this like you know we're in a society that's like 
hypersexualizes everything and everyone, but it's like, okay, there's choices, you know, she's focused on other things. She could be, you know, on the asexual scale. I mean, we don't know. We, you know, we didn't really go into that conversation. Right. Again, this is like so many things. This is the conversation. Like, wait, wait, we need more mirror talk on this one. Please save it for a different episode. But do you think Crystal thought this was going to be aired? Or do you think she knew this was going to be aired? I think she probably knew it was going to be aired. Like this, like you want to talk about like repeating um, plot lines on Drag Race. This is not a repetition. This is brand new. We have never had this one before. Yeah. So she's like, I got something juicy for you. Now, other question. Did she put this in her audition tape? I don't know. I mean, is, Would it, you? is it relevant to her drag? I mean, it's not. In this day and age, maybe it is. Because that's that's the conversation. I mean, Vanity says that Crystal gives sex on legs and drag, yet she's so sweet out of out of drag and everything. But Ella then will say Crystal she expected her to be a bitch, but she's down to earth and focused. But they all kind of, she, she they all say that she looks really sexual and very surprised by this admission. So I, I wonder if that's part of the persona that she presented that like, because obviously you have to give your drag side and out of drag side. Um, maybe that was part of her um, her talking point to show that she has two different people. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Would you, either of you admit that it's on television? Um, if it was like relevant, I don't necessarily think it's like something to be ashamed of. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I, my, like, I think about my storyline and I was like, okay, I would just, for me, it would be just a representation that, you know, not everyone, it's not just, uh, you know, a gay and straight, but there's spectrums in the middle and, you know, mm-hmm. queer is a very yeah. big encompassing umbrella. So let's, you know, that would be my platform on it just to start that conversation. But I don't, right. again, like Amanda said, I, I don't really think it's a focal point. Well, Crystal will say that she knew coming out of school, she wanted to put dragon art forward. Going on a date never got in the way, never even a bit of dick. And then it all ends because Rue comes out on the speaker and tells the girls they have 10 minutes left and they get a bit frantic because no one is in body. And let's be real, that's the hard part. That takes a long time. Cue Scarlet doing her Macaulay Culkin, which she's mm-hmm. going to literally take to the fucking bank. <laughs> right. Ella tells Scarlet that it's fugly so she can wear her lettuce again. How kind of her. And with only seconds left, there is a massive scramble to put the final touches. They race out of the room and it is time to go to the runway. All right. Literally, we are 15 minutes into the episode and we're already on the runway. I was like, how? This is so weird. It's crazy. Wild. Rue decided to take her interpretation of this challenge and wear a fugly dress because that was a major miss. That was disgusting. It was, yeah. She walked out and I turned and I was like, what is that? <laughs> now, joining Rue this week, we have Michelle Visage, Alan Carr, and Britain's Got Talent judge and former Mystique member, Alicia Dixon. But more on Mystique later. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to do things. Uh, we'll break it down each category, including the judge's critique for the specific looks as we discuss them rather than lump them all in the end. Category is Fugly Swimwear. In honor of the runway, we will play floating or drowning <laughs> first up vanity milan look by sim adamson well she managed to fuck up fugly i think the problem here was not the color but the material this puffer jacket gave her 
no shape and with the swimwear that's all it's about i think the black swim cap just got lost so having the yellow pony was the smart move and necessary choice i loathe the straps that connected the pieces together i was like i just don't see the point of it why why what are we doing here mm-hmm. amanda massacre what did you think about vanity milan um it's so funny that you say that because that my eyes strictly went to the straps and I was yeah. like no girl like why couldn't you just have the yellow material go all the way up like it yeah. just it made it very utilitarian and this was not the moment for that like it just I don't know you, you're looking all femme and then you have this very like rough detail uh, but she was giving me a uh, Spongebob realness and I kind of like that so thoughts um <clears throat> I really liked the idea. I think it might've been cool if she did like a cover up um, just to add more elements. I feel like a lot of people had a lot of different things visually to look at. Whereas hers was just like this like yellow SpongeBob. Um, And, you know, like I think she could have added some like jewelry. If she had like literally a cover up of the same material, like I think that would have completely changed the judges' minds. And then she added mm-hmm. a little bit of definition like around the waist with like, with, like a peplum or something like that. Um but yeah it was like it was a cool base concept but it wasn't uh finished. Fully fully Michelle says the swimwear was her least favorite of her looks because it wasn't flattering. Alicia says she has a banging figure but she wasn't a fan of it. And Rue says she got the ugly part down. Agreed. Drowning. Drowning. I don't know. I'm like... There was some potential there, so that's why I don't want to say it. Like, it wasn't horrible, god-awful, like, hideous. So I don't don't, don't know. For sure has floaties on. Yeah, like, exactly. That's There you go. Okay, okay. Well, the audience audience is not on your side. 16% floating, 84% drowning. They hated it. Next up, Kitty Scott Claus. Hair by How's Your Head Wigs. Look by Fancy Boy London. Nails by Lunar Nails. Face by Dr. Motox. Um, There is, like, if you're in the UK, there's a giveaway for um, a gift certificate or something for Dr. Motox. Go follow Kitty. She's got the news on there. Uh, She and I had a conversation about uh, Botox, and she says she loves it. And she might have actually convinced me to go get Botox because I think I need it because I'm getting old. But we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Anyway. Oh, my God. She is a character. And this presentation was all about the fugly. She has taken mismatch pattern, matched them up to create one larger pattern, and made it still work. The blues and pinks and purple and leopard print should all clash. But because they are just bits and pieces, it blended so well. I think the blue robe with the black lining is atrocious normally. But again... This person who she's portraying totally thinks she would rock it. And the teeth. It's all about the ridiculous teeth. Pork, what do you think? Well, she came out, I was like, okay, we all like know this person. Um, and I think like for me, like the hair really sold it. I feel like if mm-hmm. she wore like any other hair, I would have been like a little like thrown. But also, you know, you think about like they have an hour. And I think she knocked it out of the park and I think she incorporated all the elements that she needed to. Yeah. Amanda Massacre. Um, she actually, she surprised me because I think again, for the time limit, she looked really good. I mean, she was looking like one of my tias, but like, but that was kind of like the vibe she was going for. So I was there and the teeth were like the cherry on top. Like that was perfect. Yeah. 
Michelle says the way she presented it with the teeth was really fun. Alicia loved the attention to detail and the thought process behind the look. Floating for me. It's a float. float. Audience, 90% floating, 10% drowning. Next up, Scarlet Harlot, look by Christopher Hardcastle. If she were like a character on Kath and Kim, I'd totally believe you. I think the cut of the swimsuit is fashion, yet it's the pattern and accessories that bring out the ugly. The cats are such a fashion faux pas and certainly a statement here. The nose plug, it is a moment. Love the bathing cap with the short hair. Though it works, it is a safe look and not as impactful as I would have hoped, but I do think she did fill the brief, but just very, very safely. Massacre. Was this a massacre? <laughs> you know what? The cats did it for me. That's what really pushed it on the edge. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think she needed the cat, but I think it was cute. It was, again, it was the safe moment. I liked the print. I liked the cut. She looked good. Um, it was giving me kind of a less fashionable, you know, Katya um, yeah. with the, the swim look there. But um, I liked it. Again, she, she fit the brief. She did her job. Pork. I really enjoyed the look, um, but as far as like presentation and, you know, like her little like skits she was acting out on the runway, I don't <laughs> think were super necessary. I don't think the judges were like fully about that. It kind of mm -hmm. felt like she was like clawing for attention before she like kind of had to, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, I did enjoy the look, but as far as like presentation, I was like, what is she doing? Yeah. Um, well, Michelle thought it was cute. Alan said it was nice to see her have fun and see the Scarlet he knew from the first time he saw her. Very safe, but I'll go floating. I think I'm going to go with float as well. Yeah, float. It wasn't It wasn't in a bad position to say she was drowned. Like, no, she, she did it. Yeah. yeah. Audience, 64% floating, 36% drowning. Next up, Ella Bidet, look by ASOS and Dylan Joel, hair by Chanel Murray Wiggs. Okay, so this reminded me of the Clash of the Patterns runway from All Stars and one of those examples where they thought it was ugly, but it just was not. Yes, the fabrics are clashing, but again, it's the colors that work together. The plaid is so subtle because it's ruffled, it blends in your eye and complements the blue tiger print. She's got teeth, but it's not pronounced enough. The ice cream heels, I think, were just an addition as opposed to being there for purpose. Pork, thoughts? I agree. When she... It, it sounded like she pointed out her shoes knowing that she was kind of missing the mark. Um, she was like, and look at my shoes. They're weird. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's like kind of really the only thing that's like, like you can you can see this literal same costume on like any like drag queen in Hell's Kitchen on a Saturday night. Like it's yep. not like it's not the brief, um, but it was an attempt, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Amanda Masker. I was like, Amanda, haven't you worn a silhouette like this? I feel literally, like, like <laughs> literally, I'm like, wait, this is very like, mm -hmm. I'm like, no, this mm -hmm. is giving me porky vibes. Um, you know, it's funny. So if you, once you zoom in, she's clever girl, use the fabric. I mean, we'll talk about it, but she used the fabric from her other yes, look. She did. So yes, she did. We are a budget queen. I love that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mind the look. I think, again, it's another one. She did what she was supposed to do. Um, and it's flattering for her. I liked it. Um, but the shoes made no sense. I, yeah. Which I think, again, I, I know that's what she wanted it. Like for us to be like, oh, that makes no sense. Um, you know, poor fashion, <laughs> fashion mishaps here. Um, but 
I don't know. It just, that didn't work for me. Michelle says it was the animal print orgasms for her. She got to see her personality. The only issue had she had was the fit as it came off her back a little bit. Alicia liked the shoes, but thinks she could have pushed it further. Floating. I'll give it a floating. Very safe, but she did the brief. Not my favorite. I think it's another floaties for me. <laughs> floaties. Audience, 71% floating, 29% drowning. Crystal Versace, no designer listed. This is fashion, and she fully knows it. Um, I think using the dark and musty color palette helped make this stand out. The barnacles really made this look pop and turned it into a story. She really has a lot of attention to detail here, and it went in a direction that was surprising in all the right ways. I do hate how basic the heels are. I wish she did something a little bit, bit more brazen, but um, this is not what I expected. And for that, uh, good job, Crystal. Massacre, what did you think? You know, I definitely appreciate the attention to detail, especially her face, which I thought was just, I mean, and again, we'll get to that, but it was a dumb move to do all this in the 69 minutes. Uh, but yeah, the I, I kind of really can't get over the shoes because it just doesn't make sense with every, like you do all this work up here and then the outfit's not 100% there for me. And then the shoes kill it. Like, I would rather her have been barefoot. Honestly, that would have at least fit the story that she was trying to, you know, oh, okay. She's, you know, trapped in the ocean and under the debris. Yeah. Like, okay, that all makes a little bit more sense because bitch would have lost her shoe in the ocean. So I don't know why she got two of them and they're That's so squeaky clean. Um, yeah, I don't know though. I, I, you know what it is? I think since this is the first time we're seeing her in this likeness, I don't know if I like her this way. That's very valid. Amanda Pork, what do you think? I think it's, I honestly was, um, I don't know. It's, it's really tricky because I do feel like there was a really cool concept there. And the fact that the bodysuit itself like is kind of just like one fabric and super plain there is a mm -hmm. fugliness to that um so i do agree that there are like basic uh, aspects but i think it works but i do think she should have done the barnacles like if th this was clearly a look she was planning she should have had a pair of tights that she barnacleized yeah that went all the way down to into the shoe um and I think that would have pulled everything together and would have completely changed my opinion of the look as well. That's fair. I liked it. I'll still give it a floating. I'll give it a floating as well. I'm going to give it floaties because I just, again, you know what else she could have done also too? Just put a fucking barnacle on the shoe. Like just some, yeah, like just a little, yeah. like just, just that. That's the tea. Audience liked it. 78% floating, 22% drowning. Well, Rue tells them the second category is charity shop chic, where they have fugly charity shop leftovers where they have to style an ensemble that could wow the wags at the Kensington Tennis Club. They have a charity shop set up backstage where they can pull their items from. Now, charity shops, obviously like secondhand stores, um, uh, Buffalo Exchange, Salvation Army, Goodwill, those kinds of places here in America. Are you, either of you, um, voyeurs of um those kinds of stores have you ever included it in your drag well i feel like the term charity shop doesn't really translate to the states that well i am like oh fully like 
you know, I'm assuming like I picture thrift stores and bargain barns and stuff like that. Um, so if that's the case, uh, then yes, very much. So I literally just was home for a wedding and I got like three $200 March dresses for $40 brand new. So. Nice. I do I... love a bargain. Yeah. Who doesn't love a bargain? I, you know what it is? I, at least maybe, maybe it's the places I've gone to, but the clothing's always like the least kind of uh, organized. And like, it's the, I, I'm not one of those, like, I can't dig through things. Like I can't go to like TJ Maxx's and Marshall's and dig through shit. Like it's not my personality. I want to, cause again, I want to enjoy those deals, but I just can't, my mind won't let me do it. So I'll go thrifting for other things, but not clothing. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, Ella admits that she gets her accessories from charity shops. She is a thrifty queen. So they're going to have to incorporate five items into their final look. And they have 60 minutes to go from trash to posh. I have to say that I love this challenge because we never really get to see them do a styling challenge. And I think that is a big part of drag. And they have to do it on their own. This was a really smart concept. And I would like to see more of this on future versions of the show. Because, yes working with designers and getting to create these amazing looks, it, that's all well and good. And that's part of the, the norm on Drag Race. But you also need to know your own style and be able to pull, put a look together. So I was really a big fan of this challenge. How did you both feel? I really like this challenge. I think I was trying to decipher. I was like, maybe, because like I said earlier, I'm very bored essentially with, the cast at this point um and i i wouldn't be shocked if this was like uh the producer sitting down and be like okay so how do we make this better like how do we make this like super interesting and like super fast-paced and i think this challenge kind of it kept my attention and i i was there for the whole ride so um i really enjoyed it a lot you know, it gave, it gave me a throwback to those um, America's Next Top Model challenges, you know, where they had to go places and then they'd be like, oh, you're at a Walmart. Now you got to go find, you know, look, you know, you're going on a go see and like put on the, it, it really did a flashback to that. So that's why I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because, you know, again, sometimes you just have to do that. So, yeah. Well, the girls rush off stage and nearly break their necks in heels. God, please, girls, don't, don't, don't run in heels. Please, no one. No. When they reach the makeshift charity shop, they are greeted by the one, the only, charity shop Sue. Needless to say, Crystal is triggered. <laughs> um, charity shop Sue shares that before she was a manager of a very important charity shop, she was head stylist in Paris and Milan, and now she's here today with her secondhand goods. She tells them to get them runway ready and they each grab a rack and start pulling anything and everything. Now, obviously, we knew last week um, Crystal did Charity Shop Sue for her Snatch Game character. Prior to that, did either of you know of Miss Charity Shop Sue? No. No. That's the thing I kind of love with, like, um, uh, Snatch Games in other countries because you're, like, (laughs) you, like, know who that person is. If they do yeah. it right, even if you don't. Um, so I didn't but now know. seeing the real version, did Crystal do it well? Um, no. <laughs> it was like debatable, debatable. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, last season for I think the the finale um, where the girls got to watch the finale, they had charity shops who set up the um, the room where they got to watch it. So there was a whole big bit with her and Drag Race. So she's she's attached to it, but she's a very funny comedian. I'm 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 a fan of that kind of humor. Very dry, very silly, and let's be real, that is a real person we know. <laughs> so Vanity immediately finds Orange, and she's like, "Okay, I'm done." Charity Shop Sue is hilarious with her commentary. I would be laughing the entire time. I don't know how those girls didn't just like cackle the, as they were getting ready. Crystal, though, is shitting herself because with the face she chose for the first runway, she has to do an entirely new face. Did Crystal not think of the full challenge or was she that confident in her makeup skills? Mm, I think it was probably uh, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she has been kind of every time she's on the runway, they tell her how incredible she is at makeup. So, you know, a lot of that can go to your head and you'd be like, she's pushing boundaries and she's, she's testing herself. And um, I would not want to do that. Um, but would you be able to do it in 60 minutes to pull a look and put a new face on? Well, uh, I sound like you I, do that all the time. Uh, I probably <laughs> could. Um, but you know, with everyone kind of, it seemed like everyone kind of did the look first and could adjust Mm -hmm. the face after, um, it'd be tricky to like, kind of for me to like sort through what's left. Um, cause in the same vein, it's kind of like, um, you know, in the ball challenges where they give you a pile of junk and you just have to grab and go, it's kind of the same thing, like where they're just pulling off racks. And you had to have five items. So, you know, if you're the last one to pick. Right. No. So. Charity Shop Sue. Well, she says not only was she a stylist, but she was a makeup artist. She tells Crystal, how, how are you going to get that off and make it look? She's going to keep an eye on her. I wish the two of them got to discuss the uh, Snatch Game character. Because we've definitely seen that in the past on other shows where that's there's been that overlap. But. We didn't get that moment because it was all focused on Crystal's makeup. So Sue loves the green that Kitty pulled. Um, There will be a few people green with envy with the look she has on, but Kitty, she's going to need some scissors because she does not fit. We see Scarlet with some animal print, and I'm like, that is the right direction to go. But more on that later. We see Crystal literally with a fresh face, like not a lip lick of makeup on. And I was freaking out for her. I was like, oh no, we're going to see a queen not make it. And I was like, that's kind of exciting. But Amanda Masker, did you think she was going to be able to pull it off? I really was like, and I, nothing against her, but I was kind of secretly like wanting that drama. Like I just kind of wanted to see that happen because it's never happened before. Um, but I don't know. I had, I had faith because again, like, you know, the parameters of the challenge, you know, your makeup skills, like you're going to do it no matter what. Like, no matter right. if, if you look busted or not, you're going to present something. Mm-hmm. It's true. Kitty is picking through everything and she's trying every bit on to make she's sure she's got it right. Oh, and Ella is dressed as a mom. She's not wrong. She has a brand from trade to mummy. <laughs> Ella's vibe is going with, as they, as she said, and Alan said, pastels, not pastels, pastels. Um, and fur, and she's going to go glam. And Kitty is like, <laughs> that's not glam. Um, but we will talk about the runway in a moment. 
Scarlet has now wearing three different animal prints, and I think it's kind of hideous. And to- and she's like, nah, I'm going to toss it all off. I'm like, oh, no, girl. Sue reminds them that they need to have at least three items, and Crystal at this point is just wearing tits. She's got slim pickings, and she still is only doing her makeup. Scarlet, though, has now moved on to a little black dress. And I was like, why? What would you both have gone for first? Knowing, like, just the basic of what was in there, what was what would you pull first? I think um, I probably, unfortunately, would have navigated more towards what Ella Bidet did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I'd find anything in my size, to be quite honest with you, first, because that's the problem with like these type of places is like mm-hmm. it really is slim pickings. And I'm like, I was already thinking like I'd have to finagle like a dress out of like scarves or something. Like I'd have to make it'd be a major make it work moment. Well, that's what I think was kind of really fascinating to watch because we did see. Crystal and Scarlet have trouble because yeah. the things they were finding were too big on them. And then the opposite for Kitty where things were too small. So they had to make it work. And then Ella and Vanity are like, ah, this works for us. Bye. We're done. Uh, so <laughs> I think good for Kitty you. was so smart. She like literally was like, oh, this doesn't fit. And just took scissors. And she was like, exactly. Oh, I was like, exactly. and now it fits. I was like, work diva. Well, Sue tells the girls the thing that got her to the top is more is more. I wish that philosophy worked in the gay dating scene then i wouldn't be single <laughs> hashtag more is more <laughs> sue is there to inspire but ella thinks she might be a bit in the way and she's not fully wrong but again i would be laughing at her crystal is now at the point of trying stuff on she's got a red dress and it is bland as fuck and also like four sizes too big on her even with the tits on Ella asks Sue if she does refunds and she says no because it's going to charity. But if it smells really strong on a 10, they won't be able to use it. If it's a five, yeah, maybe so. Did that scare you and just make you not want to go to one of those stores ever again? Um, Could that actually be the philosophy they use? Honestly, probably. But I do think most people uh, are sure to... Uh, clean whatever they get in that kind of situation Fair. so it's up to just personal <laughs> preference i personally don't mind like you know wearing used clothes that's because you're yeah. a stinky you don't care i am stinky uh, <laughs> but see but this is why this is part part of why i also don't shop some of the clothes because i have that like i'm paranoid about those things and now that she yeah. said it i'm like oh yeah i'm definitely not touching some of those things <laughs> right. plus I have friends that sort of work in that, um, you know, environment, like uh, what are my drag friends, ND, pa- uh, ND Patriarchy, um, they always post like the random shit people donate and bring in. And it's like, yeah, no, like things that are clearly used and personal mm-hmm. hygiene related and things like that. Yeah. So let's not, you know, better not. Can we do a blacklight challenge and see really how things are? <laughs> Well, two minutes ago, and Ella is the lady who lunches, and she sees Crystal and Scarlet in little black dresses, and she says she finds them basic. Time is up. Head back to the runway, and that poor intern has to clean up that shop. What a bloody mess they made. Mm-mm. All right. Category is charity shop chic. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Hand Me Down or Throw Me Out. <laughs> 
Starting off with Kitty Scott Claus, this is Daphne from Scooby-Doo Gone Slutty and Cheap. I think the neon and the purple are a wonderful color combination. She has accessories that are repurposed and help elevate the look overall. I think she's given herself a great shape with the belt and the short skirt. The sleeves of the shirt are a bit short, but this was going to be dif um, the difficult part of the challenge to really make everything fit and find the exact match. I think the updo was perfect because it is a bit pedestrian and works for this specific look. She is a woman on the go. Pork, thoughts? Um, I really like this look. Um, I uh, love the, you know, you get a lot of like texture and dimension in the um, like sweater top that she wore. And then it just like, compliments so well with like the belt and the skirt i think she did a really great job and she was out of all of them i think she was like the most crafty i think she was the only one who like actually made edits like with yeah. clothes um and yeah i think she did a good job man a massacre um i'm gonna start out by actually saying i really didn't like anybody's looks for this portion i yeah no no bueno yeah, but no. But <laughs> I digress. But um, she actually looked cute. Out of out of everyone, she I think she probably, to be honest, looked the best. And to Amanda's point, she's the only one who actually did something, you know, with something to cater to her body. Cut because they were allowed to do that. There was nobody that said exactly. no, you're not allowed to cut. You're not allowed to pin. You're not allowed to glue. And I'm surprised nobody. Again, they literally just took things as they saw them and put them on. And I don't necessarily think that's what this challenge was about. But. Right. Alan loved that she encapsulated Charity Shop. The cardigan looks like someone actually died in it. I'll give it a hand-me-down. I enjoyed it. Yeah, hand-me-down. Hand-me-down. Audience, 74% hand-me-down, 26% throw me out. Crystal Versace. This will be the most basic look you will ever see on Crystal. It's a little black dress with red accents and accessories with a blonde bob. It's a fine look and it looks good on her, but this was her opportunity to push out of her comfort zone. It's very posh spice. I think the fishnets were a smart move here, but overall I was bored. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah. She... Oh, it's okay. <laughs> um, this is like the definition of safe. Like this was, you know, when you get people being criticized for wearing, you know, H and M and ASOS on the runway and things like that, like this was this was that. Like, do you think Joe Black inspired this challenge? Do you imagine? Oh no! I just, I mean, you know what? Here's the real positive I can say: I'm impressed with her face. She did it. She did it. She she did. She, she fixed that mug. She transformed and she looked great. There's no flaws. Like I can't really see anything, but from the neck down, woo. Yikes. Like, honestly, there has to be H&M in that, those clothing racks. There of had course. to have been. That, that would have been the funniest thing if someone actually walked out in H&M, Rue approved it, and then was like, this was H&M. That would have been the priceless thing to do. Honestly, but, oh well. not for nothing. It kind of does look like a classic H&M, like velvet, like holiday dress. Like, they, like shit, I've, I've owned one of these. Like, no, <laughs> trust me. I, there's definitely a shitload of H&M in this racks. Yeah. Pork thoughts. Um, she had definitely had the biggest transformation, um, but it was very safe and she did, you know, pick last essentially. Um, and I just, I have a pet peeve with uh, the breastplates and not blending them. I know that mm -hmm. this is like 
30 or yeah, 60 minute challenge. And, you know, she did what she could, but um, it's always like, uh, um, it takes me out of the look a little bit, but um, you know, yeah. Very basic. Michelle says her look was very weak. Alan says she played it safe and looked very pretty and very glamorous and wasn't really the brief. Alicia doesn't agree and says she did nail the brief as she went from scary to demure. Rue appreciated how she went from cease creature to tart. For me, I will throw it out. Uh, yeah, it's gonna throw it out. Yeah, it's a, it's a throw it out. It's a, it's a donate it. It's a, <laughs> it's a burn it. I don't know. It just is not cute. Audience was forty five percent hand me down, fifty five percent throw me out. I think that's the lowest she's gotten all season long for the audience. Mm-hmm. We got Elevate next. I think this is so costumey and yet pull put together in a way where I see this character come to life. The pastel blue and pink with the purple hair is lovely. Then you throw in the green gloves and I'm like, what? And the fur and I'm like, what is happening? You're a mess, but I live, I see it. Um, Like if you told me this was a character from like a Roald Dahl book, I would believe you. This is like a granny from a, like a fantasy book. There is so much happening and yet she is able to fully realize it. So I thought she did a very good job. Pork. It's given me very like evil Myrtle Snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love like, you know, all the pastels going together and then also the not like the greens and the yellows going together. It's really interesting um, to look at, and especially, you know, going, you know, right next to a little black dress. Um, right. She understood the assignment. She obviously drew inspiration from you know people she knows um and i thought i thought it was fun massacre um i think she actually i out of everyone i think she found the best items like i think Mm -hmm. does she like have first pick or so i don't know she she must have dove into those piles because she found what i think is probably the better of the items um I think she looks good. The only thing I really don't like, and that's just me, is the belt. I could have lived without mm-hmm. the belt um, because she was already cinched. So I don't really know why sure. it just kind of broke her up and like broke this pretty green dress down. But other than that, yeah. Alan loved the look. She found the things that are garish, put them together and made it work. Michelle felt it was 1982 Country Club. It's a hand-me-down. It's a yes for me. Yep. Yes. Audience, 73% hand me down, 27% throw me out. Vanity Milan. I hate it. I hate all of it, especially that wig. Orange is her color. Let her have it. No more. This dress is sparkly and fun, but that blue belt destroyed it. I get that they are complementary colors, but they are clashing here. The accessories in orange and pink worked well, but this just felt like a haphazard mess. No. Massacre what tell uh, me i'm wrong <laughs> i hate to say this but no i don't think you're wrong i just thank you <laughs> it, it's the you know what you know what what really killed me again was the fucking belt and i know again they had a minimum amount of things like they yeah. had to do minimum of items so she's just slapping shit on but no girl you could have done something else like i don't know you could have put something in your hair like Again, I faked something. Shit, I don't know. I'm sure you could have found something else, but that belt was like the big no-no. Yeah. Um, everything else I'm, o- I'm okay with. Again, it, it was fine for the challenge. It was fine for what she had available, but the belt, the belt is killing me. No. Pork. Yeah, 
the makeup uh okay the purple lip one that's throwing me a little bit i don't think anyone should have a colored lip <laughs> ever personally no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> um, um that's fired but um i the hair like i see what she was like trying to do um i do love that dress um yeah. It's just unfortunately styled. Um, yeah. Terribly. It's styled terribly. She, this was the challenge and she fucked it up. I wish she switched belts with um, Scarlet, the like hoop belt. I think mm-hmm. that could have. Oh, yeah. That would have been changed my mind a little. Well, Michelle says she loved this look because the orange and the pussycat wig, the literal two things that I just hated. So. It's a throw me out. It was not for me. <sighs> hmm. It's wow. a it's a put in storage for me. I, okay. I think I agree. I'm, it's a neutral. Yeah, I'm like put right. it in storage. Maybe we'll wear it. Maybe we'll donate it. Maybe we'll throw it out. But put it in storage for now. We'll decide in a right, year. Right. The audience they kind of liked it. Sixty four percent hand me down. Thirty six percent throw me out. Yeah. All right. Finally, we got Scarlet Harlot. I think this is a great first time in drag walk around look. Um, I love that she looks incredibly youthful and sexy, but at the end of the day, she could have pushed herself, but she settled on a little black dress. I do love the crimp blonde hair. It was perfect for this look. The silver hoop belt was a great accessory. Um, it looks good, but you want to talk about safe. This was extremely safe. Yeah, it's giving it's giving drag wars for sure. <laughs> you said it what i was gonna say yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah very 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 safe very babies not first time in drag but like she's been doing drag a couple months and like this is all she had so she's just like i'm gonna put my best wig on and we're going this out. was this was your best friend who was a drag queen painted you and you just went out for halloween mm. yeah i do appreciate how i feel like hers um all of the accessories complement one another the best mm-hmm. but in terms of you know simplicity i it is it is down like, there with, um crystals black goes with black so like you know it, that's that's the funny part at least the other ones tried because you could right. at least see it you know again but at the end of the day you're still grabbing sh- just shit from racks and putting it on top of each other there's only yeah. so much time to think Alan calls the look safe and could have she could have had more fun with it. Rue will note that she started out with animal animal print ensemble and asked what made her change from that. Scarlett says it was her playing safe. Have we really ever heard Rue Rue comment on stuff that's not presented on the runway? That's not a hot button scandal, aka looking at you, other super hot Scarlett. No, I don't know. Think so. Not like why did did this happen? Why did Rue ask her about what she didn't do? Because it's almost like she got penalized for it in a way. Uh, Well, it's also just, you know, making conversation. The producers probably, you know, are like saying, uh, oh, she had something else. You know, it could have been just mentioned. Um, And we don't see a lot of what is filmed. Sure, sure. She could have she could have been like, oh, I had something else. But what we saw was Republican like, oh, did you have something else? You know what I mean? 
Fair. Um, so unless it just felt a little <laughs> right. It just felt a little jarring for me, but maybe maybe that's just me. Um, I love you, Scarlet, but no, throw me out. Bad. Yeah, no. The audience, 24% hand me down. 76% throw me out. All right. Rue sets them off for the third category. Fugly, but fashionable. And they only have 30 minutes because Rue is feeling what? Generous. (laughs) Again, I feared for those ankles as they were running down those stairs off the runway. They head to the workroom and toss it all off as they get on their last looks. Vanity is so stressed, she breaks her necklace because she can't literally get it off. Sorry, Sue. Hope you didn't want that one back. Kitty knows that she can get ready quicker than all the other girls. And Crystal, once again, is complaining about her makeup. She's drastically changing her makeup again and wants a new face. 30 minutes to put on a new look and a new face. Is it possible? Um, Well, I think she knew what she was going to wear. So I think she had, you know... I mm-hmm. think her bangs like ended up covering her eyebrows. So I like it could have worked out, yeah. um, but I would have just stuck with what I had. Yeah. Um, out of nowhere, we have the 15 minute warning and Rue is like, just not messing around. It's, it's, it's 30 minutes. And Scarlett says in 30 minutes, she's going to look like river Medway, <laughs> which is not a read river just doesn't use a lot of makeup because she's naturally got a feminine face and very beautiful so that's where she's going from we're gonna talk about another read later that wasn't really a read but scarlet just has difficulty expressing her thoughts right that's what it is right yeah, yeah sounds okay. <laughs> well time is not a drag queen's best friend ella is glad veronica is there that is not there or she would be fucked and that is true because we've saw veronica really get fucked with time and once again kitty is like let's have a conversation category is funny onstage mishaps now as we're going to talk about this think of of your funny onstage mishaps because you're going to have to tell them on the podcast vanity shares that her wig came off when she was doing beyonce performance she whipped her hair crazy and it was the end of the song so she just flipped it over her shoulder walked off stage and made it part of the bit Scarlett once kicked one of her heels into the audience and it hit a woman smack in the face. Um, I love that. That's funny. <laughs> Kitty shares that at brunch, she was lip syncing against an audience member and the woman's tit fell out. Don't we love drag queen fails? <laughs> Amanda Pork, what was a drag queen fail you've experienced? Um, Early on in my drag career, I did a Christmas bingo at this little bar named <laughs> Albatross Astoria. Um, and I did fall down the stairs um, a minimum of, I think, like three <laughs> times. Um, but one of the times was uh, in beat and it was actually kind of fierce. Um, <laughs> did anyone catch it on camera? <laughs> uh, Michael Block caught it. <laughs> yep, yep. Still one of my favorite moments. I was doing the RuPaul's Christmas song like in a Christmas mix and uh, I like I fell like in like a triplet it was like it was like thud, 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 and I was like on beat and I was like work <laughs> so funny Amanda Masker what about you oh my god um <laughs> I was doing a number and I don't know what possessed me to yeah I meant to step on a chair and I stepped on a cocktail table instead. 
And um, that was very, very amusing. I mean, I kept lip syncing. I kept it going. I didn't, I just, everybody else stopped and was like, oh fuck, she's going to fall. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let's catch her. And I was like, nope, I'm fine. I'm not going to let it happen. I tried to grab what I thought was the wall. There was no wall. It was just a curtain floating in the Uh middle. And then I'm like, I had this vision of the curtain coming down, but it never did. And then somehow I managed to jump from the cocktail table onto the chair, back onto the stage, all good. But that's that. And wow. yeah, that's, that's as much as <laughs> that, that thought process probably was terrifying. Cause it all was yeah, like what, two seconds. It wasn't. It, yeah. It was like two seconds and it wasn't. And it was mainly everyone around me that was like, Oh my God. And I said, Oh, did anyone record that? Cause that would have been funny. And they're like, no, we stopped recording for <laughs> your safety. We wanted to make sure you were fine. And then after that, the next queen that performed just made fun of me and pretended to go on a cocktail table. And then so does that make me an asshole for filming Amanda pork falling? No, I would have done the same. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like it, a huge lead up to it. Like it was oh. like, I, it was just like, uh, you know, it was just a oh, we've seen the video. We know. We know. Yeah, <laughs> all right. All Category is fugly but fashionable. In honor of the runway, we are gonna play runway or run away. Get it? <laughs> oh my puns. God, we have to take a break from drag race. I can't do these puns anymore. I need a break. All right, we're starting off with L of a day. Look by Dylan Joel, earrings by Fairly Odd Shop. I really, really, really don't like it. Yes, the cut of it is runway ready, and that's what makes it fashion. But she just had this plaid on her swimsuit, and it just still doesn't sit right with me. The chaps look incredibly scrunched up, and that's bothering me. I think the pink Leo or panty, whatever it is, is distracting. I mean, she has yellow lining, but that's not saving the look. She wore this in the first runway, and it's still mad to me. Um, Cork, you got a face. What are you feeling? Is that face to me or their look? Um, the look, <laughs> I'm just like, cause I'm looking at it again. It just like, I don't love a baggy chap. No. Um, and I'm also very confused with the Leo on under it. I think if she, like, it should have been yellow if that's what, like, I don't even really, it looks more like purple and yellow. I don't know why. Yeah, she's I agree. Wearing, like pink details is like kind of weird. Um, but and she had half an hour. I I understand. Um, but yeah, the fit of it, like I understand and appreciate the silhouette. Um, it was very fashion, but the uh, execution was a miss. Massacre, are you gonna tell us we're wrong? No, you guys are right. I from the waist up, I like it. And then those baggy, whatever they are, the chaps, uh, I don't know, boot cover, whatever the hell they are. I don't even know, honestly, Um, not good. The other thing that's really bothering me, and this is maybe more of a personal thing, but I really just don't like this color combination. And so it's already off-putting. And so then you're giving me this silhouette that already is like very voluminous and not form-fitting and not very flattering. It only makes it worse. I agree. I fully agree. Alan loves this look and thinks it hits the brief. It is fugly in fashion. It's like Lady Gaga doing the washing up in a gay bar in the Highlands. Alicia says this is her favorite look of hers. She loves the pop of pink and it's very fashion. Rue says it's really gorgeous and very Vivian Westwood. So we probably don't love it. And maybe being there in person, you would have loved it. I don't know. I don't. It is a runaway for me. Go away. I don't want to see this ever again. I think runaway as well. 
Yeah, not really feeling it. Audience, 75% runway, 25% runaway. They, they were feeling it. Next up, Vanity Milan. Look by Sim Adamson. I'll say it right now. This is the best thing that Vanity has worn all season. This is Fashion Runway Hulk Couture. The black sleeping bag drapes down perfectly. The short block ba- black bob with the veil of super fashion. I adore the satin gloves. This really is incredible, and she should be proud that she finally showed up on the runway for the Fugly Challenge. Massacre, what did you think? Um, I loved she. This is the best she's looked so far this yeah. season, in my opinion. Best outfit. Um, I want to say this is probably inspired by Montclair because this is very, very runway. Like I've definitely seen it on Paris runways before. So I appreciated that, um, level to detail, but she, she looked great. Like, wow. Okay. Amazing. And I honestly didn't really think it was ugly personally, but she looked great. So. Fair. Amanda Pork. Uh, I really enjoyed it as well. I agree that it wasn't really ugly, but I do think like the material used could be described as ugly. Um, and the only, I really, I do love like every single detail. The only thing I would change maybe is I would love to see her in an updo. I think it would be like, I agree. Um, I think it would complement her facial features really well. She just kind of wears these like short kind of straight wigs, which if that's what you love, then keep doing it. But I just want to see what it would look like at her and like in an yeah. updo in something like this. And then the Alicia- length, the oh, length of the veil like kind of threw me too i wish it was like real as dramatic as the silhouette of the the garment um it just kind of felt a little like like an afterthought alicia says this look is fashion runway and edgy and exactly on the money alan says this was such a transformation that it really changed her, her his perspective of her michelle says she has learned and this is by far her favorite but hopes it wasn't too late runway for me same yeah. Runway, runway, couture, couture, darling. Audience, 75% runway, 25% runaway. Crystal Versace, hair by Wig Chapel, look by Fancy Boy London, face by Dr. Motox. This is the crystal that we know and love, and I think this is really cool. Yes, a lot of Muppets had to die for this look to be completed, but it was a worthy cause. I have seen this style of hair before, and for this look, it worked. Otherwise, it's usually not my fave. I'm going to say something shady. This is what Monique Hart thinks she looks like when she steps out on the runway with her emojis. I do love her emojis, so I wish you would take that back. Um, yeah, I know. No, I know. This is an elevated version of, of that. Usually, you know, Monique comes out with like a sequin leotard with those like pinned on. Um, yeah. So this, this is an elevated version. Um, I love the detail on this and like, the googly eyes on the boot was so smart. Um, she's really, she's so talented, like, uh, visually, and, like, she knows exactly what compliment, usually, typically, and, you know, aside from her little black dress, um, she, like, usually knows exactly what to put where, and um, she does very well. Yeah. So like- Madam Massacre, what are your thoughts on Crystal Versace? Well, I have to say, I know I may be alone on this one, but I really wasn't feeling it. Um, I'm trying to take my personal bias out of this because I I really don't like her personally. Um, Maybe it's just the colors. The concept was cool, you know, fashions, very fashions. Um, But there was something 
I just didn't like. And maybe, maybe that was the fugly. That was like, you know, that maybe that's what it is. I just don't like really fugly things. That's fair. Michelle says this is so good. She still has a teeny tiny waist with a giant coat. Alicia says she nailed it. It is interesting and different, and she smashed it. For me, this is a runway. A runway for me as well. Um, objectively speaking, yeah, it's a runway. I mean, the silhouette is like gorge. The audience, 98% runway, 2% runaway. Do not send hate to the one vote from Russell Zacker, friend of the podcast. Here, I already <laughs> yelled at him. Love you, Russell. Can't wait to have you back on in two weeks, two weeks. I don't even know. Don't send hate. He's a lovely person. Anyway, moving on. Scarlet Harlot, no designers listed. This is EastEnders. This is where she's from, but I think Scarlet missed the assignment quite a bit. Uh, she got the fugly and the wrong decade of fashion. Pink and leopard print velvet tracksuit was a bad moment in fashion history, but they were a thing. Remember Juicy? Remember Juicy Couture? A lot of people wore that. Gross. Remember Vanna Do? Yeah. <laughs> um, the ginger hair, the silver puffer jacket really helped to create the character. I could have done with less invasive teeth, but I think she was just being a little bit rude. Massacre, what did you think about the harlot? I think this is what Veronica Green wanted to look like on that challenge where she wore the, <laughs> like, that's the vibe I got for a second. Like when it first came out the runway, I was like, oh, wait, we kind of seen this, but this is so much better. Um, yeah, it was not, I mean, it's someone's runway it's somewhere, New York, it's New York Fashion Week, darling. Uh, but I thought she looked great. I mean, she really represented. So mm -hmm. Good for her. I mean, if you know the character from EastEnders, um, it really is the character. Like, yeah. this is what she wore. But, oh well. Amanda Pork? Um, I hate it. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else to say about it. Um, so you would not wear it? No. Are you sure? Yes. Even if it's comfortable? If it was like a pleather and, you know, it was just the suit, then yes. Um, but no. Alicia says it's not fashion. Fugly, yes. Fashion, no. Rue can tell that she loves this outfit. And Scarlett says it's so her because it represents the East End. Just because this is my last chance to do it, I have to give her a positive. I'm going to give her runway just because I love you, Scarlett, so much. Uh, runaway very far away <laughs> <laughs> um you know i didn't hate it so i'm gonna be like retail it's not runway we're not throwing it away but you got to go to the store down over there to go get it audience very mixed here 49 percent runaway runway 51 percent runaway Ooh. and finally we got kitty scott claws hair by caddy beam beam look by fancy boy london knitwear by helen jameson face by dr motox it's Alan Carr's long-lost cat lady sister. Well, if this was not branding, I don't know what is. She has such a hideous, fugly sweater that says kitty lady. But wait, there is more. It tears away to reveal another ugly sweater that says this kitty Scott Claus. This is branding. I said I hope she has t-shirts. And guess what? She fucking does. Um, this was so camp. It was so stupid. It is exactly what the brief called for. I don't know. I've never seen this reference, but apparently it really is a runway thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know what, Katie? You knocked it out. Pork? 
I agree. Uh, I think it was right on the brief. I think her presentation was really well and her character was super fun. Um, the hair, I won. I <laughs> want to take it off of her head and put it in my closet. Um, and then two, it just, it goes along with the, um, the outfit really well. I think, you know, accessories with the glasses and everything, she really had a concept and um, I feel like everything complemented one another yeah. really well massacre i think she actually is probably the only one who really fit this part of the runway challenge because yes the actual look very gucci i like i literally screamed gucci from my couch when i first saw it and i was like wait alessandra michelle like we've seen this ah but she hammed it up and made it you know ugly with the accessories with the hair because if, if it was off the runway she would have had just long straight like that's the way gucci sure. had it styled so made it camp um yeah this was really cute and so smart what a genius like yep of course put your fucking name on a shirt like make us remember you yeah mm-hmm. what a very good look she's finding out for me i had to ask her if they do ship to the u.s but i am planning on buying something with um this on it Michelle says this look is so wrong. What's so right? She had a strong night. Alan says the manic grin, those glasses and those messed up teeth. You'll be hearing from his lawyers. <laughs> Drew says she was having fun out there. It is runway for me. Yeah. Runway. Yeah. Agree. Audience, 80% runway, 20% runaway. Now, Rue is going to try to make things a little positive here. She's going to ask each girl, other than their own look, whose look did they enjoy the most? Kitty says Scarlett's Bianca from EastEnders. Vanity says Kitty because it literally is Kitty through and through. Scarlett will joke that she didn't know that Anubis was back in the competition, which is a reference to Crystal's wig and not a reed. I thought it was a cute joke, but more on that soon. Uh, She will say Kitty because she played a character, and Ella will say Vanity's outfit as it is gorgeous in fashion, with Crystal saying Ella because it's cute. Let's head on backstage for Untucked Jr. It's been hell of a day for Ella of a day and friends. It's been crazy and they're all exhausted. Truly an incredible challenge. I don't, maybe I'm alone here, but I thought this is a keeper. I really want to see this more often. I was here for it. Vanity loved the day so much and she had so much fun. Scarlett says the challenge was huge and they had so much to do in such a small amount of time. They didn't even have time to breathe or piddle. Do either of you use the word piddle? Uh, My dad does. Uh (laughs) Um. Massacre, you don't say Wednesday. Do you have to go piddle? No, I her um her keyword is pee pee because that's just the way it worked out. Don't say it. What if she does it right now? No, no, she has to be in like a, a setting. Like she okay, knows okay, if it's okay. on her little bathroom wee wee pad or it's outside, she knows that that's what I want her to do, and then she goes. So good, good training. Yeah, Crystal is quite exhausted, but she, and a little sad that no one liked her on the runway. And here comes the mopey edit. She's pissed and thought she looked gorgeous. She's also pissed that Scarlett said her wig looked like Anubis. But she's not wrong. Crystal claims you don't say stuff like that by comparing people. And I fully, wholeheartedly disagree. It's art. It's subjective. But there are reference points. Now, I am not a drag artist. So maybe I am in the minority on this feeling. What do you both feel? Are are we allowed to compare and contrast? Is that a thing that should be allowed or should we just say, no, everyone's their own artist? Um, 
Well, we live in a very competitive um, scene, as you know. Um, and there is bound to be comparisons, but I don't think they all need to be said. Like, for example, like there are people who are like, oh, I can't believe she performed that Britney song. That's my Britney song. Like, no, it's not. Like, it's Britney's song. Anyone can do it. Like, if you know what I mean? Um, so there is, like, that mm-hmm. aspect of drag where I feel like there's, like, gatekeeping of certain, like, trends and hairstyles and things like that. And in this setting, especially on the runway, like, that's something for Untucked that I would be like, yeah, that reminds me of Anubis, but I wouldn't, like, look directly at the judges and be like, she's trying to look like someone else. You know what I mean? It's kind of uncalled for. I would be upset too. But if she said that in Untucked, I would have laughed. But in front of the judges, I'd be like, that Mm -hmm. isn't necessary. That's fair. That's very fair. Masker, what do you think? Um, I agree. Like, you know, it's funny. I I don't see harm in the statement. I just think it was a very wrong time, wrong place statement. Um, Not in front of the judges. It's kind of like, you know, you just don't, you just don't do it. Um, I agree that there's definitely a lot of gatekeeping in our community when it comes to certain trends and songs and things like that. But I think on the other side of it, you have to have people mm-hmm. who um, give more credit. And I feel like there's a lot of drag artists that do not give as much credit as they probably should to their mm-hmm. references or influences. Absolutely. Because, you know, at the end of the day, these things aren't all fully organic. Um, I don't know, like I just, I, Again, I don't think I'd be nasty and point out to someone, hey, like I saw that face on someone else, but I would think I would hold that person accountable for saying, oh yeah, I like that. And this is my version of that. Yeah, totally. Right. Vanity does commend Crystal for putting one ugly face on and putting on another, but who is lip syncing? Vanity think it's her as as she was too late. She's thankful that they are seeing her experiment and she's so happy that her husband pushed her to wear this because if she goes home, she walked the runway proudly. Kitty jokes that it's taken vanity until the fugly week to do pretty. Why are you pulling out the stops now? Ella thinks it's going to be Scarlet because of her charity shop and her last look not being fashion. That's cool. Scarlet hears it. And Scarlet says if she's lip syncing, she's happy it's in this outfit because it means so much to her and it is so her. She's proud of what she did. They all smash through and she knows she can go the distance and they all cheers to the fugly ball. Okay. Rue has decided it is finally time to give Kitty the win. Kitty Scott badge. (laughs) Ella and Crystal are safe. Vanity and Scarlet are in the bottom. Do you agree? Uh, Yes, I believe it. Yes, I do. Um, Yeah, me too. It's uh, it's questionable because I feel like Crystal didn't do her best this episode either. But you know, I don't. I mean, I might, I might have put her in the bottom just to test her out. Honestly, I, I don't know. Again, she didn't, she didn't fully deliver. So I feel like I don't know. I am very grateful we got a vanity lip sync though, as we was. Exactly. Exactly. Well. With Miss Alicia Dixon present, let's give a shout out to her old girl group and do a lip sync to Mystique's Scandalous. Come on, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, the song was announced and there was no way in hell that Vanity wouldn't win. Like, you can't have a little white twink win this song. Even Laganja and Brooklyn Heights would lose this lip sync too. It's true. 
Yeah, no, for sure. That was, uh, that was set up. <laughs> it, was, it was, but let's be real. Very, like Jan and Widow Bondu. <laughs> right. Let's be real. The real story here is Alicia Dixon, not only freaking out, but singing along and hyping them both. That was so fun. Distracting, but so fun. It was good. That means that she was like, it, it made sense then. Like, it's nice to see a judge with enthusiasm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes they don't, you know, they're just all like, I'm so into voguing right now. And like, okay, whatever, who cares? No, she's into blood now. Yeah, well, I mean, now she's into blood, but you know, like she was literally like living for her own song yeah. and like singing along. I don't know, it was cute. I also appreciate how she had like pen and paper the whole time. I don't know. I thought mm-hmm. that was so cute. Like <laughs> you see her pen and she'd be like, oh, oh, oh. And then like, oh, right now, like it was so yeah. cute. I think Scarlett did a good job and really knew the words, but um, she was completely outmatched. She said in one of her interviews that sh- this was a song she really loved. So she didn't even have to learn the words for it. Um, also, her lip syncing in that look was a little bit unsettling and made me feel a little uncomfortable because that person should not be lip syncing that song um (laughs) but it was so camp it was very funny um but my heart has broken my one true love scarlet harlot is eliminated she joins though the pantheon of fifth place comedy queens including katya bendela creme ms cracker and jackie cox all in the fallen angel spot fifth place not a bad place to land. Yeah, it's a good all-star Same. spot. Yeah. Scarlet pays homage to EastEnders and screams at Rue, you ain't my mother, and Rue screams back, yes, I am. But Scarlet, <laughs> I am your daddy. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I had to. Uh, cut. <laughs> That's a wrap. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap this little potty up. Um, what is Scarlet's legacy? Uh, the baby thing. The um, that's like the only, to me, other than her just like kind of being a brat, like or like mid season. I'd say like her exit line and her like interactions with this little Barbie doll are gonna stick out for a while to me. Fair, fair. Um, I'm trying to think because she wasn't my favorite throughout the season, as you know. But you know what? At this point, she's just memorable for having your attention, Michael. Really, for sure. I'll always remember her because of that. I love her. I love her. Well, we're going to space next week with an acting challenge, and it looks like there might be some Doctor Who. And as a newly converted Whovian, I'm very excited for that. Who is in danger next week? I'll tell you exactly who it is. Her name is Vanity Milan. She's not getting out of this challenge alive. We'll see. I mean, this is going to be right up. Uh, I think Ella and Kitty are going to be shoe-ins for this. Absolutely. Um, yes. So I'm picturing probably a Crystal Vanity Bottom too, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm, I, you know, it's funny. I just, I keep pull, like pulling for Vanity because I really do love her so much. Um, but I don't know. I mean, just based on the scheduling, I will have some surprises next episode for sure. It's very possible. I mean, yes, yes. I've heard people, this isn't a spoiler, but there were people who mixed up this episode last and, and the next episode. Um, and there was rumor that Scarlet would have been safe this week. And clearly that was not the case. Um, so I was a little 
sad that I lost her a week too early, but that's fine. It's all good. It is what it is. I ask it every time. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is. <sighs> that's what I was going to say. It's just, I don't know. None of them really stick out to me personally, but if I had to pick a winner, uh, I guess I would say Kitty. That's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah, I would say the same. I, unfortunately, the people that I wanted to win are no longer there. Uh, but with what contestants we have left, I think Kitty is probably the one who actually, even though she just has one badge, it doesn't matter. She performs pretty high throughout the entire season. So yeah. to me, that that's what matters. Yeah. Listen, for me, I am Kitty all in. I love Kitty and that's my heart. But the way the show is presenting it, um, I really think Crystal not being in the bottom this week was their way of saving her. And I really think we're being set up for a Crystal win. And I'm not sure it's deserving at this point. I, right. I'm not feeling she deserves it. She's going to have to really show up the next couple weeks if she's going to win. But the way Rue's been talking about her and even this week, the compliments she got when they weren't necessary for the overall arc, I, I feel like they're really trying to let us love her in a way that I don't think the audience is. She would be the youngest winner ever, so that could she be... Would. That's and, and, and to Rue, she is the future of drag, and that we know is a big part of Rue's decision-making. Yeah. Well, we'll see. we will see. Where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got coming up? Massacre, you go first. Um, I know. I'm like, how many times have I said this this week? <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. At, I know. At Amanda.Massacre on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, it's something. I don't know. You find me. You figure it out. Um, and yeah, just stay tuned. I don't know. Maybe another episode of Block Talk. Maybe other things. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, listen, Drag Race Italia is coming. Oh, no, no, I can't. I don't like pasta that much. It's just not going to work. At this at this point, Amanda Massacre is the swing of Block Talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What's Porky, your Venmo? Where can we find you? What's your Venmo? Oh, my Venmo? Oh, y'all can throw me coin at Amanda Massacre Drag, all one word, on Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. Um, shit, I, I, got, I take credit cards. I take everything. Porky, what about you? You can find me on all social media at Amanda Pork with a Q. I spell it with a Q because I'm only on my original, but I'm also kosher. <laughs> and uh, you can find my Venmo, Cash Up, and PayPal at Tipaman. That is T-I-P-A-M-A-N. Well, it was such a blast having the Amanda show. Yeah. It's a freaky Friday. Did, we did it first. We did it first. The biggest thanks to the Amanda's for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>